Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Seawolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, submarinewife.com. Welcome to Navy Wife Radio, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us tonight. Um, we have a jam-packed show for you. Um, tonight we welcome Julie Negron, the creator of Jenny Spouse. We're going to talk about space aid travel. She is fresh from a trip uh, using space aid travel. We're going to talk about um, the two. I think she's taken two trips this summer. So we're going to do the ins and outs of space aid travel, plus a lot more. This is Wendy, and I'm here with Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just going through um, our little intro here. We weren't sure if... if Julie was going to be back in time for the show because she's literally just coming back from the States um, back home, and so she'll be calling here in a little bit. And I, I want to tell everybody else what um, what else we have coming up on the show. Um, we have Thomas Litchford that will be on later towards the end of the show, and he's a military spouse, which is kind of unusual. And you've been to his blog. You know Thomas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Great. he writes over there at Military Spouse Magazine, um, like Jessica, and so you guys are going to just love talking to him, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, besides, you know, the fun stuff of traveling this summer, you know, maybe you struggle with the routine and creating uh, some, you know, getting a routine and, and some order in your house, and if oh, you're, yeah. you know, just general, <laughs> you know, managing kids and husband and stuff. So we're going to talk about that too tonight. So we have a lot going on. We're going to be here for about, we're going to go over the hour probably. So we've got an hour and a half reserved. If we don't use it all, that's fine, but all we've right. got it reserved. So we've got plenty of time, and we want to take your calls if you're listening to us live. And um, I just want to say, oh, I forgot to tell everybody, today is July 8th, 2008. And um, whether you're listening to us live or through iTunes, on demand, or through Blog Talk Radio, we're really happy to have you listening to us tonight. All right, and if you are listening to us live and you want to join in on the conversation or you just have a burning question, um, you can also IM us, like Wendy mentioned. Just remember our OPSEC, Operational Security, when doing so. So please just give us your first name only, no discussion of ship, unit, or boat names. Names in conjunction with your command, doing so ensures you are keeping our husbands safe. We don't want to give any information away to anybody who doesn't need it, especially the enemy. Um, you can IM us tonight on... Uh, the Yahoo screen name is Navy Wife Radio, and that's for Yahoo. And once again, the Navy Wife Radio is the screen name. And our call-in number is 646-652-4629, and we'd love to hear your calls. And would like to welcome all of you listeners. Um, we enjoy um, having you here with us while we just um, pour that cup of coffee or tea and chat together, especially with uh, the great guests that we're having tonight. So I thank know. you. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. we got a lot jam-packed. I know. <laughs> so we'll have to up, yeah, we'll have to update the website later because I, since I hadn't, you know, I wasn't sure about Julie, I hadn't posted it yet, but I'll update that for everyone listening in the archives. It'll be, um, we'll have all the links straight. And, um, well, let's just hop right in. Do you have any news that you want to talk about? 
Well, let's see. Um, I, I know that you had mentioned some news um, to me about the um, Army Wives Viewing Party Kit. Yeah, if you're listening, you know, we get a, we get some, we've had a couple of the actresses on from Army Wives. Mm-hmm. We've had Sally Pressman and Bridget Branna on, and they have been hugely popular shows. And um, this just came across my email. And you, if you're a fan of Army Wives and you, you know, invite your girlfriends over, or if you are thinking about inviting them over to watch the show, you can go over there to their website, and you know, just Google Lifetime TV Army Wives and click on where it says uh, Viewing Party Kit, and you can mm-hmm. request one. And they, it's like a sweepstakes kind of thing, I think, and uh, they will send you a viewing party kit. I'm not really sure what's in it. I've sent an email requesting the details of it, but I thought that was pretty neat. I know. I've already signed up for one, too, so we'll see what maybe yeah. by next week we'll have to talk about what it what it all entails. I'm excited to see what's going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I wanted to tell everybody, too, if you've never listened to our show before, you never quite know what you're going to get. You might get a guest. You might just get us chatting about, you know, um, the latest, you know, goings on in our lives. You might get um, actual mill spouses on that we interview. Like last week, we had on um, four different mill spouses from our blog, which was really exciting because we had an army oh, wife yeah. on and a coast guard wife and all that. So you never quite know what you're going to get. But the one thing that's consistent is it's really a relaxed conversation. So if there's no script. Sometimes that's bad. Uh, <laughs> but we want you to just feel like you're one of our girlfriends. So, um, you know, if you haven't already, pour that cup of cold, you know, iced tea or hot tea, whatever, whatever is your your favorite. And um, we're glad that you're here with us. So, uh, the other thing I had regarding Army Wives, I'll just give that out right now. They have a sweepstakes that they're running for a girlfriend getaway. Oh yeah, I saw that. Cool. So I, I entered for it. I hope everybody listening does too. Oh, and um, it's just mylifetime.com, and you click on the Girls Getaway Sweepstakes, and it's um, you can enter to win a chance at a tropical getaway for you and two friends at the Coconut Bay Beach Resort and Spa. How exciting would that and be? I thought, you know what? <laughs> you can't win if you don't enter, so. Exactly. Not, you can't use a vacation, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so did you have anything that you wanted to bring up? I don't know if. Uh, you did or not, but I will open that up to you. Um, actually, the, the GI Bill. Did you want to talk about that at all? Oh, yeah. That you was, know, yeah, um, they're interesting. It's so funny. We talked about the GI Bill last week, and we've I've got a couple of questions about it. Oh, and okay. Basically, you know, we posted on there. It's going to be transferable if uh, your let's say your spouse already has a degree. Because mm-hmm. with you know whether he entered with a degree or with the TA, you know tuition assistance, uh, it's you know it's real common for them to take classes while they're on active duty and be close to getting a degree or have already finished. So the great right. new change is that it's transferable to a spouse or family member. Um, but one of the you know I looked up uh, military.com has the what I found to be the most concise FAQ section. So if you have questions about the new GI Bill, questions like, am I eligible? Um, Is there a limit to the benefits if I go to school Mm -hmm. half-time? Will my $1,200 enrollment fee be refunded? That kind of stuff. 
It's military.com, and you just look up GI Bill. It's right up on the front page right now. So I just encourage everybody to go. And they have the top 20 FAQs for the new GI Bill. And it has all of your questions answered right there. So we, I wish we had time to go through them all. Oh, I know. I know but one we, thing that kind of stood out to me was um, it says, um, I read that, the new changes that they signed that were signed into law on June 30th actually won't take effect until August 1st of next year. That's right. That was the next thing I was going to say. So that's kind of the mis you know, the misinformation that's out there which is kind of like, you know, got to love Congress, you know, they <laughs> they took out that line that would make it retroactive. So right now as it stands, unless they change it, it's not effective until August 1st, 2009. So Right. Write your congressman if you want them to. I don't know how you would go about changing that, but, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a big surprise for everybody. It really was. (laughs) I don't think that that was very nice. No, no. I I think, um, well, for myself, personally, my husband and I were talking, and we said, well, since they just, you know, signed this bill in, I, I wanted to take some foreign language classes. I've been really, really, really interested for many years and learning a new language, and I thought, well, that would be something kind of fun and exciting to do, and so I think I'm going to take another route, at least until, you know, the tuition kicks in where I can take it formally, so I don't know if anybody wants to, has any comments or questions or wants to call in about uh, a good place um, that you could um, take foreign language classes from. I've looked looked up a few different places, and I thought that would be kind of neat to hear what other people have to say. Right. I was looking at that um, Rosetta Stone commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. use a lot. And they said the government uses that. I don't know if that's really true or not, but I'm sure if they advertise it, it would have to be true. So we'll see. We'll look, and next thing you know, maybe uh, in another couple months or so, I'll be speaking another language. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'll have it that fast, but anyway. Well, how was your week? Um, It was... uh, Fast, very fast. <laughs> the um, weekend just flew by, and it was so much fun. And we had some really great company um, on the Fourth of July. We barbecued and went and saw fireworks, and they were beautiful. And um, I can't believe it's Tuesday already. It's just oh, the time. I know, <laughs> I know, because I I was I sent you an email and I said, oh my gosh. And I told Thomas the same thing. I said, oh, my gosh, I lost today because normally I do a lot of my emailing on Monday. Mm-hmm. But this morning I was emailing him, and I said, I've lost today. <laughs> I, I took yesterday off um, and didn't do much of anything. Um, we Well, you know what? I Take that back. My dad was here visiting, kind of an impromptu visit, and we took uh-huh. him to the Civil Rights Museum oh, down neat. in downtown Memphis. Oh, yeah. And that's where the Lorraine Motel is. That's where Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, assassinated there. And oh, wow. Big, huge uh, civil rights museum down, downtown. And so um, we went, and, it, you know, it's, a, it's you know, um, a hard uh, thing to, you know, to walk through and to, you know, kind of experience all of it. But on the other end of it, um, he was, you know, just amazing person. He was 39 when he died, and so we learned – I'd been before, but I just learned more, you know, the second time around. Oh, yeah. So, so we had a nice weekend with family, though. It was Oh, good. It was great. 
Yeah. It's always good just to be able to rest and relax and spend time with family and just do those traditional things that we do every year. It's always great. So what do you think about the new PT uniforms that just oh, arrived? I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we, Craig, this is what I, I want to hear from some Army wives. Maybe one of them will send us an email or call. You know, what's different in the Army than the Navy is that the Army gets their PT uniforms issued. Oh, wow. They get, um, like, an allowance. Like, we get a clothing allowance, but they also get their allowance covers PT uniforms. Mm-hmm. So we ordered two set. Craig ordered two sets. They came today. Oh wow! Even though they don't have to wear them for a while, and he ordered long sleeve shirt, twenty five dollars for a set, which I thought was kind of wow. Um, wow! So the long sleeve bright orange shirt. I told him he looks like he's ready for the flight deck because you know he has <laughs> bright colored shirts. Yeah, and it's got a reflective navy on the front and the back. Which I have to say, these ones to me look nicer than the ones I've seen on the internet with the big, huge navy. I was going to um, ask what the quality felt like. Would they feel uh, like they're well made? I or they, I don't think this these. Maybe it's this batch, but I wasn't impressed with the quality for the price. Oh wow! Item. And they the pants have a little liner, so mm-hmm. I'm just curious too to see if people are going to cut those liners out or they're going to keep them. <laughs> I know my husband walked in the door. The reason why I asked you that is that he walked in the door today. He's like, well, hon, he's like, next payday, we need to get my new PT uniforms. My command is going to go ahead, and we're going to switch over to them very soon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. But did the, did the uniforms that he ordered, they come in pretty fast? Yeah, they came in really fast. Oh, good. He just okay. got them. I mean, his command was like, we need to lead from the front. We need to order BT uniforms, like a bazillion emails. So he finally ordered his, <laughs> which I thought was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> of all the things we could be worried about, I don't think this is the most important thing, but okay. So, yep. <laughs> you know, what can you do? What can you do? But anyway, so your husband will probably, if you're listening, and your husband in the Navy is probably going to be talking about ordering uniforms soon, so you want to put that in your budget, $25 a uniform. Yes, that's good to know. That could add up. <laughs> yes, it can. You know? <laughs> but, you know, hopefully, I think the word is they only have to wear them uh, during organized PT is what the instruction yes. says. Yeah. So Craig says, I'll be wearing mine two times a year. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But, you know, some commands might require it whenever you PT, so I don't know. Just check with your spouse on that, I guess. So The nice um, thing is if they go to the gym, too, on their own, they can just wear their regular gym clothes that they would normally wear when they're not doing PT, you know, formal PT time. So that's always good to know, too. Right. <laughs> um, oh, you know what else I wanted to tell you really quick? I got an email our show is getting so popular, and it's so great because I get all these emails from people announcing new things for military families, and uh, it's hard to keep track sometimes because there's so much stuff coming at me, but this one I really wanted to share, share with everybody. Um, the website is called buildasign.com. Oh, Andre. Okay. And, yeah. you know, have you heard about this? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, you can. you can – this company is – doing free homecoming signs for military spouses, or military families, I should say. And um, we're, I'm working to get 
them on next week's show to just do a quick, you know, five, ten-minute promotion because they're only doing so many, and then when they run out, of right. they run out. Right. So um, I want to give out the website again. It's buildasign.com, and you can go. I went to this website, and I checked it out, and uh, they look like real quality. I mean, they're color signs. They're one that's Ooh. like an army motif. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one with the American flag. There's one with the yellow ribbon. Um, so, you know, you can order your sweetheart a welcome home sign. And, you know, you could put, I guess you could put, you know, like before we'd always put, you know, the, um, what am I trying to say? Instead of just having welcome home dad, it would say like, MM1, you know, Mike Smith or whatever, you know, the guy's oh, right. rate and rank kind of thing in front of his name. I mean, you could do that, but if you want it to last a while, you could just put Welcome Home Daddy or Welcome Home Mommy or Welcome Home in the first name or whatever to make it last so you're not having to, <laughs> once it gets once they get say, promoted, you won't be able yes. to use it anymore. <laughs> we did that when we uh, well, we spent hours making just a handmade sign. And I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not going to put his rate or rank or anything on there. I want to be able to use this thing more than once. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, we did that once, too. That's why I know. And I'm like, but it's kind of, it marks the time, too. So it just depends. So that that's out there for you guys. It's buildasign.com. They will, um, you just have to pay shipping, which I think is like seven or eight bucks for the shipping. Oh, that's Which not is bad. really inexpensive no. for a nice quality sign. Well, that's great. So, yeah. Okay, so that was on my list to tell you guys about. Jenny will be – Julie – Jenny. I wonder how many times I'm going to call her Jenny tonight. <laughs> Julie will be calling in here in a little bit, so she'll be with us. Um, you know how last week I told you I was reading the book Lone Survivor? Yes. Well, I had gotten it and I was going to start it. Well, my mm-hmm. dad came, and I have to share that he came on, let me think, Thursday night, 4th of July night, and on Friday we were sitting around um, just hanging out, and I said, you know, I got this book, and he said, well, let me see that, and he read it in three days while he was here. Wow. He Every time I turned around, he had that book in his hands. <laughs> we went outside to shoot some fireworks. He took the book with him, <laughs> sitting on the back of the tailgate of the truck. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so did he give you a review? Um, he said, I definitely need to read it. Oh, great. And he said, you're right, you need to be kind of in the right frame of mind. But he's just an amazing story, um, just amazing story of, you know, heroism from, you know, the whole team and this one guy that survived, Marcus Luttrell. So I can't wait to tell you guys more about the story once I read it. Uh, but, yeah, I just had to share. So if Oh, that's for a great. good read. Lonely I know that's on my list. That's one of the next books I'm going to start reading. I'm really, really, really excited about reading it. It's always, um, like you said, you have to be in the right frame for for a book like that. But I think it, it's good to it's good to read things like that, and you know, especially hear of someone else's service and duty to their country and the sacrifices that they make. It gives you a whole new appreciation when you actually hear it from the actual service member. You know. That's right, really definitely. Great. I want to say a quick shout-out to everyone in the, the chat room. We forgot to do that. If you're listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio, but you haven't clicked into the chat room, just click on the little sign that says Start Chat, 
and it'll take you into the chat room. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, so hi, everybody. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, Julie Negron. She's going to be talking about space-age travel now that it's summer, and if you've been thinking about um, doing some space-age travel, she's going to give us her experience. And especially if your spouse is deployed, you can uh, fly space-age without your service member, which is a new rule. So um, hang in there with us. We'll be right back with Julie Negron. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment. Or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA. We know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio. And you know our next guest from the comic strip, Jenny Spouse. It's in papers all over the United States and um, outside of the country as well. And Julie Negron is here, and she's going to talk about space aid travel. Julie, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Hey, Hi. good morning. <laughs> it's Wednesday morning. I'm calling you from the future. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's just so strange to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I always forget what time I'm supposed to call you because, you know, you guys are 9 o'clock last night and I'm 10 o'clock this morning or something like that. So I always forget when I'm supposed to call in. So Well, we're so happy fault. to have you. Thank you so much for taking time to... To remember when to call in and all of that. I know you just got back in the states. I've been following your um, your posts on your MySpace. I see your little updates with your pictures. I know you were visiting your family, mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. so we're excited to hear from you and excited to hear all about your summer and your spacey travel. Oh boy! Well, it was really something this time. Um, I have to say that when you go space a travel, you have to really be prepared for some setbacks. I um, it took me eight calendar days, really, you know, only seven days, but I had to cross the uh, international dateline, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, just to get home, and um, that's just because I was I was traveling unaccompanied, and um, boy, there's so much to learn about um, space a travel. There are so many different categories that. Um, we could fall into. You know, when I left here, um, if you read my blog, you know, I went to the States because my daughter was really sick. And um, so I left here as a Category 1. I got a letter from the Red Cross. You know, they called her doctor, found out that she was really sick, and, you know, I needed to um, get home. And so I left here as a Category 1, which is, um, you know, people – if you're military, I think it's like, you know, you're traveling on TDY orders or you're PCSing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for right. me, mm-hmm. um, as an unaccompanied spouse, it's emergency leave. And so I left here, um, got to the States right away. Um, so that was good. And but coming back, 
you know, it wasn't such an emergency to get home, so they, you know, I fell back down to Category 4, which is um, unaccompanied spouse uh, traveling on EML orders. I'm going to write all this stuff in my blog, so it'll make a lot more sense. But um, uh, EML is environmental morale leave. Okay, so... Um, I was basically on leave, <laughs> even though I'm not in the military, but I was on leave. And I had a letter, you know, from the commander and all that stuff. And um, uh, But I was traveling without my active duty sponsor, so I was in a really low category. And um, so it was kind of iffy whether or not I was going to be able to even get a seat, you know, because it's pretty busy this summer. A lot of people are traveling for vacation. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, and they've got families. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, if, they're, if you're an active duty person with your spouse and then you've got, you know, it, what looked to me like about five, six, or seven kids <laughs> per oh, family. Wow. <laughs> you know, they take up a lot of seats. So, <laughs> so and they're Category 2. Um, any, you know, active duty people on, on leave, um, you know, vacation and stuff, they're, they're Category 2. And then Category 3, um, I can't remember all the people who are Category 3, but one of them is um, spouses of deployed service members. So, you know, above me you have all these spouses who are um, taking their kids on vacation because their they're, um, oh, active okay. duty members are, are on, you know, they're deployed. And so um, a lot of girls, you know, we're taking their, uh, a lot of moms are taking their kids um, to Disneyland or Hawaii or whatever and traveling Space A. And then a lot of families um, with with their active duty member, they're also traveling. So I was Category 4. I'm traveling all by myself. And below me is, like, active duty, or not active duty, but reserve, um, who aren't on active duty status and um, uh, retirees. And so <laughs> most of the time I was just hanging out with all the retirees, you know, <laughs> in the terminal. <laughs> but I met oh. some really wonderful people, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're all just sitting there with our fingers crossed, you know. <laughs> so, so were oh, you, like, were you, did you get stuck in a city, like, before you got yeah. home? So oh, yeah, you, I got stuck a lot. You, where, what path did you take? Okay, well, <clears throat> all right. Well, first of all, um, in the Pacific region, we have, um, and I think, I'm sure, I think this is exactly the same for the Atlantic region, that you have um, one big uh, flight that carries the PCSing families and the, the active duty people who are moving and stuff um, back and forth, um, from the states to Japan or Guam or um, you know South Korea, all this stuff down here in the Pacific, and um, then over <clears throat> in the Atlantic area, you have the same one big flight that carries people over to Europe, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I left um, Oklahoma, which is where my daughters are living, and um, I flew up to Seattle, which is where the flight originates, to get back over here. Um, to the Japan, and um, <laughs> it's, they um, took made all of us Space A people, there were probably like 80 people standing there waiting for a seat on this flight, and they, they wow. were all Space A. Right, and what happened was um, they rescheduled this flight to be on Wednesdays rather than Thursdays, so the flight the week before, nobody showed up on Wednesday, and um, so they had basically 
you know, an empty flight, and so they loaded up about 70 Space A people and took them all over to <clears throat> the Pacific region. And so the next week, which is the week I showed up, all the people who should have been on that flight were there, So and they all had PCS orders, plus the people who were scheduled to go. So it was a full plane to begin with. And so then I'm standing there with all these people, and um, I had already been in the airport for probably... 18 hours. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. Because my flight landed at noon the day before, and our, our roll call wasn't until 6 a.m. the next day. <clears throat> so <laughs> so we're all just, you know, kind of gathered around waiting for our names to be called. And there were a lot of active duty people with their families, um, you know, trying to get home from their vacations. And they all lived in Okinawa. And so I didn't get on. And um, there were probably mm, total of six unaccompanied spouses who were in the same category as me, and we were all just standing there, you know, after the roll call. And there were probably 20 people that didn't get on. And so, you know, all the spouses start looking at each other. Man, no one can afford a ticket back to Okinawa. Are you crazy? Oh, my God, what are we going to do? So my husband and I had already thought about this, and this is what you do when you when you get your orders for space-A travel. You calculate all the other bases um, in the area or in the region who may have flights going your way. And you put all those bases or all those areas on your orders. And so that way you can legally go to that, you know, uh, these other bases and catch a flight out. And um, oh, then instead of having you to have just hang to, out. Right, right. Because if you're not authorized to leave from those bases or they're not on your part of your travel orders, then, you know, it kind of looks funny. Like, why, are you, why aren't you traveling the route that you said you were going to travel, you know. <laughs> so, right, okay. So, um, but you have to also have this email authorization thing. You have to be signed up early and all this stuff. And so so you have to make sure you've got all the right paperwork. And um, I, would, I would highly, highly recommend going to a Space A briefing um, or, or asking your, um, whatever your ladies group is, um, you know, we have, we have squadrons that we have a squadron commander spouse who would, organized maybe a space a briefing for all the spouses in her squadron and um other i know army has frgs and um so that kind of those kind of people if you don't have any space a briefings um or you haven't had any um i would i would suggest that you get a hold of your people who organize those kind of things and ask them to set one up for you so you can learn you know everything that you need to do and so anyway so i'm in seattle and i've been there you know all night and um didn't get on the flight and so uh, my next base that I'm eligible for is, was Travis um, Air Force Base in California. So oh, I wow. went to I know. So I went to the nearest Air Force Base in Seattle, which is um, McCord, and um, it was also on my order. So I, I, I took a shuttle over to McCord. Um, I was able to get on a flight out of there, which this is really cool. It was a medevac flight, and they oh. had they opened up like a couple of seats for for passengers. I know, that was really cool. So um, it was weird, you know, because there's yeah. all these people in casts and stuff, and they're laid up on bunk beds in the middle of this KC-135. <laughs> so, you're probably so looking at I'm you just, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I'm just sitting there eating my lunch, you know, <laughs> with my iPod on and, you know. <laughs> so, um, but they had, you know, they had jump seats and they had real seats, and luckily I was able to get, you know, in a real seat. They only had about eight real seats like bolted into the bottom of this plane but so you know i had a comfy little ride and it was like an hour and a half flight and um we got down to california and i got out and i got into the travis terminal and there were like 
200 plus people in there. Whoa. Most of them were kids, and they're they're like, um, "Hey, good luck if you're planning on getting a flight out of here." And I said, "Oh my God, what's going on?" And well, their entire fleet of C5s, which is what flies out of Travis, and this is those great big gigantic. Yeah, those are like planes. huge. I've seen them at the air <laughs> they, shows. They were all broken. <laughs> all these people had been there for. A week, some of them, uh, one lady I met with, uh, she had like a ton of kids, and she was there for like two weeks, and I said, oh, my gosh, that's awful. What am I going to do? I'm not going to stay in Travis. You know, i gotta, I got to figure out how to get out of here. Well, luckily, I was able to get on a flight that was supposed to leave at 9 o'clock that night. Um, then they called, you know, we all got ready to go get on the bus to take us out to the plane, and they go, oh, the plane's broken. It's going to be 12 hours for a part. Oh, man. So everybody just, like, picks up all their stuff and goes back, you know, into the passenger terminal. And, then, you know, people are just sleeping on the floors and in the chairs. And it was um, it was really something. But wow. the one thing I have to say is that every airport that I went to, there's a USO there, okay? And, and they provide food and coffee, and some of them have mats that you can sleep on. The one in Seattle had beds. So I was able to, you know, grab a bed and Actually and take a sleep. load off. Right, right, and just, you know, get a little, get some, just a little cat nap, and, you know, they usually have lots of couches, they have wireless internet, TVs, everything, so, um, and they really take care of you, they're they're manned by retirees, and uh, you walk in, and they're just like, hey, can I make you a sandwich, come on in, just make yourself at home, do you want something to drink, here's a TV, you know. <laughs> I've been to the one in Dallas, and it's amazing, It's with, they were so friendly, uh, I want to remind everybody that we're listening to, we're talking right now to Jenny Spouse creator, Julie Negron, and she's sharing with us her Space A travel experience this past summer. Um, so we just want to remind you guys who you're mm-hmm. listening to. Yeah, we're so happy to have her here. Um, okay, so you left Travis. Right. We finally, so the next day we all get, um, we all get back into the gating area, you know, after they fix the plane. And then they go, see, the plane was supposed to go to Alaska and then to Japan, which is perfect for me, okay? So, mm-hmm. but we can, these, these Alaska people, some of them had been there for over a week and at one point had actually gone up in the plane towards Alaska and it had turned around and went back because it was broken. So they, like, had this ordeal. We all get in the gating area and we're getting ready to get on the bus and this guy walks in and he says, I'm sorry, but the plane has been rerouted, and we will not be going to Alaska. And we're going to Hawaii and then Japan. And so all the Alaska people had to pick up all their stuff, go get their luggage out of baggage check, and go back to the terminal. And this is like, I don't know how many times for them, you know, that they had actually gone to the plane and been turned back. And so luckily, though, you know, I got on the plane. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. And um you know, uh, got on the plane. We went to Hawaii, where we had, um, uh, you know, probably a 12-hour layover, just so the crew could get some sleep. And uh, it was maybe more than that, but I haven't really sat down and calculated it. But while I was there, um, I ran into a, uh, a, a journalist from the Pentagon Channel who was doing. Oh wow! A, a, I know, I know. He was doing a video journal of his Space A adventure, and that's what it's called, oh, called Space boy. A equals adventure. And he had been at the Travis Airport also, but he caught a different flight um, to Hawaii. He was trying to get to Guam, where he lived, and um, or Philippines or something. Anyway, so um, so he was making a video journal 
And I told him who I was, you know, and then so we started talking, and then he did a video interview with me, and I, oh, my God, I had only been able to find, I've only been able to take a shower, like, twice that week, right? Now, I can't I, wait to see that. I see oh, my God. My hair was like an afro, okay? We're in Hawaii. It's really humid. <laughs> and I said, are you sure you want to videotape me with my with my space a hair and he goes, Hey, it adds it adds spice to the flavor and I go, Oh that's, great. Oh that's this is really this good. Is There's reality no T V I know. I think <laughs> I had mascara know. under one eye and you know <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, but anyway, so I got to, I know, so I got to be included in part of his thing for the Pentagon channel, but you know, he goes he goes, you know, I've interviewed I interviewed most of the people at Travis Jesus, so I'm going to be, like, cutting these up. So don't worry, you know, don't feel bad if, like, your interview's left out. And I'm like, man, I feel really good if my interview's left out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, you know, you have showers at, at most of the USO areas. But the thing is, is I didn't have a towel, you know, and they were closed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, not all of them are 24 hours. And so we, you know, when you land at a place, chances are you're not going to have um, a towel or shampoo or anything like that. So you really need to carry at least something, you know, so you can take a shower. Because there's, or maybe even there's just like a, a hand shower. towel, like not a full body something. towel, but like a hand towel and just make do. Right, right, right. Yeah, I at one point I had a like a, a really awesome cotton shirt that absorbed a lot, so I used <laughs> that. And, you know, because like, you got to take a shower. I mean, it's just you cannot travel, you know, all week long without a shower, and so um, um, anyway, anyway, so we we had our layover in Hawaii, which was really wonderful, and I love Hawaii, but you know you can't leave the terminal. It doesn't matter where you are; you can't leave because the plane might go. You know they might take off, and you have to and be you there. You need to be there, right? Right. So it's kind of like um, that movie with Tom Hanks where he's stuck in the terminal and he's just pushing his cart of stuff around. And we all look homeless. You know, we're all pushing around our cart of stuff because you can't leave your baggage un- unattended and, you know, or they'll take it and they'll go blow it up. And, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so most of this time I didn't get any sleep. You know, I mean, I'm just sitting on chairs and nodding off. Like every now and then I'll just, you know, myself just my head would just bob down and I just start drooling and I realized oh my god I'm falling asleep so so <laughs> you have to just get comfortable somewhere and and um so then we left Hawaii and got to Yokota Japan and come to find out the same crew and the same C5 that we're on they're going to Okinawa and oh, all those people who were, oh, yeah, it wasn't even on it wasn't even on the schedule and so we're all like, oh, my gosh, yay, woohoo! we're going to Okinawa with our same crew. And then they said, yeah, the the um, airfield that we're heading to in Okinawa, it's not the big one, it's a smaller one. They said they're not accepting any flights in for the next three days. <laughs> so, oh, <no. laughs> so we all just kind of hung out in, you know, Yokota, Japan. But the thing about um, Yokota is they have a really great um, lodge there, and they always have room. And I got a really great little room all to myself, and and um, you know for 28 bucks a night. And so I stayed. I just stayed there for four days. I was able to catch up on my cartoons, and and um, you know I got a lot of work done and everything. And I slept in a bed. I took a bath, <laughs> washed my hair, and you know. So, well, gosh, but, you're um, like the little adventurer. What what, <laughs> what kind of advice do you have for the male spouse who's thinking about going spacey? 
by yourself. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. You make sure that all of your paperwork is in order before you leave. And if you have to, you know, stand at the the counter, uh, at the the AMC terminal counter before you get on a plane, I mean, just go um, way ahead. Like, if you're just even thinking about it, go in there and make them tell you every single thing, you know, and just keep asking them, did you forget anything? What else? What else? What else? And what happens when I get to the other end? What are they going to ask me? Because we, my husband and I, um, one time when we space ate up to Yakota, well, down here they wrote stuff in on the orders by hand. We got up there and they go, well, we can't accept this because it's handwritten. Uh, and he goes, well, they did it at the terminal. And they go, well, that's not, you know, that's not protocol. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. I don't know if I can let you travel. And we're like, what, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? And so they had to get special permission to let us travel, you know, so things are not the same between um, each terminal, even though you, you'd think it would be, but, you know, it's not. So you want to make sure that you get all the information um, uh, as far as your paperwork. Make sure all your paperwork's together. Don't let it out of your sight. <laughs> Always have your paperwork with you um, at all times because, every, it like, like, in a split second they'll say, you know, we're boarding this flight, and if you want on it, let's go. And so you have to have, you know, all your passport, your ID, your travel orders, your um, email authorization, everything has to be ready to pull out at at, um, at a moment's notice, okay? So also travel light. I've seen people show up with one of those one of those big hotel luggage push things, you know, full of luggage, and oh stand there gosh. and wonder why they can't get a flight, you know? So travel um, it, they usually tell you that you can um, that you you have 70 pounds per person, but sometimes it's only 50 pounds. And if you only have 35 pounds with you, you can get on um, like a Learjet. My husband and I have, have gotten a ride on a Learjet twice because we both only were carrying backpacks with us. So you know when um, and also you know as far as packing lightly, you don't need fancy clothes. You don't need all your your heels and your blow dryer and you know all that stuff you don't need it if you're if you're traveling space a you're just going for the fun of it you know if you're really going on a on a special trip where you have to be fancy when you get there you know then buy a ticket because mm-hmm. you can't carry that kind of stuff with you when you're traveling space a you want to travel as lightly as possible and um you know if you have a lot of kids with you just be prepared to be bumped because I saw it, it at Travis. I saw, you know, these ladies, They were even though they were Category 3, they were higher than me, there weren't enough seats on that medevac flight, you know. There were only a few seats. And these ladies had um, about, they were there was two ladies traveling together, and between them they had enough people to fill ten seats. And so, wow. you know, they they got bumped and they had already been there a few days just waiting for a flight out of out of. Um, the airport so you know that you you want to make sure that you have um other options especially if you have kids with you because you don't want to be sleeping in in the airports for days on end you know so um make sure you have money in the bank to buy a ticket home if you have to you know mm-hmm. just space a is just for the fun of it it don't make it your only option if if right. you really yeah, you know, I agree if, with that yeah yeah because <laughs> if you got to get home you got to you know, be adventurous you got to be willing to to just, you know, be flexible, I think, and, and take right. it as an adventure. And, right. Um, like, you had a specific destination that you were headed for and headed back, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, you have to really, you know, plan that and really think um, 
when I flew space a years ago, you know, we went on a vacation, and so we kind of had an idea of where we wanted to go, but we're really at the the mercy of wherever the plane was headed at the mm-hmm. time. So if you know whatever situation um, you, you happen to be in, I think just be flexible, and that way you are yeah. you are more prepared because otherwise, it, it can be nerve wracking. Right, and I, yeah. you know, retirees do that a lot. They go, oh, the flight's not going to Alaska anymore. It's going to Hawaii. Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. they just go, I hope all right. I hope that'll be me one day. I hope that'll be me when, when we're retired. <laughs> I'm like, oh, darn, we get to go to Hawaii. Oh, darn yeah. <laughs> I know, that's what that video journalist was saying. He says, he says, well, I'm stuck in Hawaii with a rental car and a hotel room. Darn it, you know. <laughs> you know that's right. So, but yeah, you have to, and you have to have, you know, um, options available to you. To, but like I said, don't make it the only way, you know, you can get home. If you have to buy a ticket home because you're running out of time, you know, some people get to the end of their leave. I mean, there was there were people, I when I was at Travis with all those people there, I heard stories of um, this one lady was there with her kids. She didn't have any money. Um, they finally had to get Air Force aid in to come and buy her and all of them a ticket home because she had been there for a couple of weeks and, and had nowhere to go, no money. She, they, the only food they were getting was at the USO, which is like, you know, sandwiches and muffins oh, and coffee, wow. you know. So um, I'm sure she just yeah. never thought she'd be there that long. No. Right, yeah. right. But, yeah. Now, you can get lucky on Space A, and then you can, you know, really, really um, not get anything. So... Um, you know, so far it's just been a lot of fun. And like, uh, you know, like I said, my husband and I figured, you know, it, it was highly possible I wasn't going to make that Seattle flight and um, because I had such a low category. And so that's why we set in place all the other options for me, uh, you know, and all the bases that they were flying to, I had them on my orders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was prepared. And I think that that's really, really you know, the most important thing to do, so, you Be know. prepared. <laughs> Make sure to right, have so. everything out there. Julie, you're going to have to help us find somebody that can help, you know, us do a um, kind of like a, a space A briefing interview because oh. I don't really know anybody. So you have to check with your contacts and see if anybody would be open to helping us out. And if any of our listeners, you know, if you're close to a Mac terminal and you yeah. have, if you have an inside, you know, link to that, let us know because we want to talk about this more and give out more information. And, right. um Yeah, because it's it's a great benefit that we have, and the more mm-hmm. we know about it, I think the more people will take the chance and actually try and fly space A. Right, and that's what that, that's what the um, the video journalist I keep calling him the video journalist, but his name is Jim Boyd, and he's um he's a, an author and a, a journalist, and I've seen his work before, and so he's. He's kind of famous, I think, but anyway, but that's what you know. He asked me, "Well, would you know what do you think about the space a thing?" And I told him, "It's um, you know, it's one of our benefits that we get right. to fly wherever um, we want to in the whole world, and we get to do it on a um, you know, KC-135 and a C-5 and you know, Learjets when possible and stuff. I mean, we get to fly in planes that." that civilians don't get to even um, see the inside of, you know, most That's of the right. time. That's right, and it's, so, it's kind of cool. I mean, it might yeah. not always be the most cushiest accommodation, but <laughs> it's really cool. No. Well, okay, Thank well, we're so running much. out of time, and um, yeah. we want to yeah. have you back. Um, For sure. So 
let us know when you're available again. We oh, I gotta ask you. So how is the family before I let you go? Is everybody okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we as as um a lot of people don't know, my oldest daughter, um, and her husband had their first baby. And, oh, um, congratulations! Sweet little boy, and um. <laughs> She just happened to, she was like three weeks early, and, it, and um, you know, so I was going to go to the States anyway um, and see her, but my other daughter, who is 19, she started having um, complications from a previous health problem, and she was really sick, and so I had to go back, um, you know, to be with her, and then, then the older daughter had her baby early, so, you know, we kind of wrapped it all up, you know, in a real, <laughs> real short amount of time, and I was like, okay, everybody's good, you know, everybody's healthy now, and it's time to go home. So it was a, it was just a long, you know, long visit. I was there for about a month and a half, and and uh, but um, you know, it was uh, it was good. And I had my birthday on Sunday, so I got back just in time to have my birthday. Oh, and happy birthday! A year older, so thank you. Yes, so and then I broke my toe the next day. So it kind of it's just been really exciting. <laughs> One thing after I, another. I know, it's just, so anyway, all right, I'll let you guys go, and uh, thanks for having me on, and I'll I'll see what I can do about finding somebody who will um, go on the radio and tell you, you know, the real skinny on Space A. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Julie. Okay, thanks for having me, I'll talk Thank to you guys you. later. Thanks, Julie, take care. All right, okay, those, bye-bye. Those interested in visiting um, Julie on the web, um, you can reach her at jennyspouse.blogspot.com. And um, I think she also has a MySpace, um, which um, is was just recently posted in our chat, right? Yes. Okay. And the, her MySpace is. Give me just a second, and I'll give that to you. It's um, MySpace.com/slash/JennySpouse. Pretty easy. So, and then next we're going to be having um, Thomas Litchford. He's a military spouse and the writer for. Um, uh, actually, he's a columnist for the Military Spouse Magazine, and we're really excited about seeing him. So um, are we going to go ahead and take a commercial break, Wendy? Yes, we are. Okay. All righty. We'll be right back, everybody. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio. This is the Chief from AskTheChief.com. Coming soon to Military Life Radio, AskTheChief.com Live. We'll be talking about everything from politics to cigars to the latest electronic gadgets. And, as always, we'll be answering your questions and helping shipmates. Visit AskTheChief.com for more details on our season premiere. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio. And this is Wendy, and I'm here with Jessica. And also on tonight's show, we're welcoming a military spouse that's a male spouse, which is a unique thing. Um, we know they're out there, but we don't always we don't always know where they're at, and we don't always have be able to read their stories, and and they don't always have a blog like Tom does. And so we've just discovered him. He writes over at Male Spouse Magazine, and he writes with me on the blog over at MaleSpouse.com. Tom, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we yes. can. All right. Welcome, Thanks. Tom. <laughs> this is Thank Jessica. you very much for having me on. <laughs> well, you know, we wanted to get you on quickly. Sorry we're running a little bit late. We, you know, with with Julie, we weren't sure if she was going to be on the show, like we mentioned before. And um, so we, we kind of built in a backup plan, and then um, she was able to call in. So uh, we've just kind of had to roll with it and um, – 
but we wanted to have you on the show. We emailed you last week because the latest issue of Millspouse Magazine is out, the July issue. And um, even though, you know, we write on the blog together over at Millspouse, I, um, I, you know, I hadn't read one of your columns. I, I confess, I, I hadn't read one of your stories. Now, I read the latest one, and I thought, Jessica, have you, I told her, I'm like, have you read Tom's latest article? We need to have him on the show. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we should. So um, <laughs> tell us what it's, you know, how did you become a writer for Mill Spouse? We have lots of questions to ask you, but we'll start with that one. How did that come about? Well, that's a, a good one to start with, I think. Uh, it's a pretty good story, actually. Um, I was I had a totally separate career, um, like a lot of spouses. You know, I just went from one job to another to another, doing a lot of different things because you move so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was... I was actually selling I was selling cars at a Ford Ford dealership, and uh, one of the customers who came in was a chaplain at the Navy base. And we got to talking, and I, I told him I was interested in writing, and he mentioned that no one writes about being a military spouse from the male perspective. And he said, you know, there's probably some money to be made there. <laughs> so I I started doing a little bit of research and I sent an email to Babette Maxwell, the editor of Military Spouse magazine, and she was interested. She asked me to, to send her a piece, um which I did. I didn't have anything ready to go, so I, I wrote something just a little story about about my own experiences uh, as a spouse. And uh, she liked it, so she said, "You know, let's let's do this. Let's make this a monthly feature." That's exciting. That's what I love about that. That she's open to new ideas, and she she listens to you know what people are asking for. And you know, like I said, you know, we we know that you guys are out there. We want to make you feel part of the community, but we just sometimes don't know where you're at, or well, and- it can be isolating. I think I've heard that. You know, it can be, um, but you know, guys are guys are kind of hard to incorporate into the into the system as it exists because a lot of guys aren't aren't the type of people who will you know really put themselves out there and and try something new. They mm-hmm. feel funny. They feel funny going to uh, you know a spouse's club because right. they know that that's they'd like ninety nine percent. You know, exactly. female. So yeah. Exactly. So well, it was uh, it was it was neat. I, Babette was kind of taking a chance by uh, offering to to have me come on board on the magazine, um, and you know I was excited and she was excited and so far so good. It's been a great experience for me. Oh great. Well, you know, today on the blog when we had posted. Um, that you were coming on the show. It's so funny. And I forwarded it over to Jessica. We actually got a question that addressed this specific issue, and it was, um, you know, are uh, male spouses considered Navy wives too? And, or something like that, right, Jessica? I might have oh, yeah. been a little bit yeah. wrong. But, and it was, I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, well, you have to. And I emailed him back, and I said, you have to listen to our show tonight because 
we're having a, a male mill spouse on. His name is Tom, and you're, he has a blog and rates, and you're going to be able to connect into someone who can share your same experience. So and that was exciting to know that, you know, that that person took the time to actually ask a question and leave feedback. And are you finding that more and more, people emailing you and, well, and you know, giving it, you it's some feedback? Uh, I, I haven't started seeing much feedback directly directly to me from other male spouses uh, yet, but one of the other things that Babette told me when we first started talking was that she gets more mail on a you know per capita basis from male spouses than she does from female spouses. Oh, what wow. I mean, you know, if if you say that there's only one out of ten spouses who are who are males, she gets way more than way more than ten percent of her correspondence is from is from men. Um, oh. I'm making those numbers up to illustrate the point, but so she gets a lot of mail, and there are a lot of guys out there who who do reach out and who are interested in you know meeting people and finding the support. I just don't think they quite know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They're intimidated by the by the spouses clubs, and um, there's not really any reason for them to be. But right. I think I think they are the the guys that I've known over the years um, just tend to feel a little conspicuous. Yeah, just like um, that's so true. I mean, because um, like Wendy mentioned, um, the guy I, I'm looking at it right now, as a matter of fact, and he it's specifically this is exactly um, what he wrote. Um, Does a Navy wife have to be a female? I've not found much thus far for Navy husbands. My wife will be enlisting in the Navy soon, and I'm looking for adjustment support. So a lot of people, you know, especially um, men, um, are just looking for support, you know, like he said, for adjusting, you know, and getting used to it. It's a completely different lifestyle, and, um, you know, there's a, there's not a lot, but there are people, and, and men especially, out there, you know, looking for either support groups or some, just somebody to talk with, chat with, you know, kind of get in touch with, you know, to find that support that they need. So that, I think it's awesome what you're doing, Thomas. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. It's um, I've only just recently started talking about being uh, a, a Navy spouse on my personal blog, um, obviously, I'm blogging at, at millspouse.com, um, but it's these are all relatively recent occurrences. So I'm I'm hoping that as the as the blogs get out there and people find them uh, and link to them, that it'll be easier to find. You know, mm-hmm. what, what I would what I would love is, uh, you know, if you type into Google, male military spouse or Military husband or whatever, I'd love for the the millspouse dot com blog to pop up. Yeah, you know, that because that is a great resource for mm-hmm. men and women. It Definitely. really is. Definitely. So uh, to get to help our uh, listeners get to know you a little more, um, where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up mainly in the Midwest. Okay. Um, I, I was born in. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh my goodness, and I'm a Michigander. Yeah. <laughs> we have something in common. I noticed your area code. That's what, one of the things that kind of triggered me to ask. 
I recognize oh, yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I I went to college at the University of Michigan, and that's where I got my my first cell phone. And I I've I've kept that number for almost <laughs> ten years now. I just can't let it go. <laughs> uh, wow. So yeah, I, I grew up. I also I lived in uh, lived in Florida for a few years when okay. I was when I was younger. Uh, I've lived in St. Louis. Um, I've I've lived just about everywhere. We were in Norfolk, Virginia, before before coming up here to Rhode Island, and so I'm kind of used to moving mm-hmm. around a lot. I don't come from a military background at all. Oh, okay. Um, my father worked for uh, a subsidiary of Union Carbide, and so they transferred him around quite a bit. Oh, about wow. every every four years or so, you know, we packed up and moved. And so now I, I joke with, with my wife, Danielle, that uh, <laughs> if if she doesn't have orders somewhere every few years, then I, I get the itch to go somewhere anyway. So it's <laughs> a good situation. <laughs> well, I know you guys have a baby, right? I mean, I see his pictures. I see yes. you carrying him in his little carrier, you know, like on your <laughs> – he's a little guy, so you can kind of put him on a little baby backpack and cart him around. And yeah. um, uh, I think, you know, if, I think that's a unique thing also because not only are you a mill spouse, you're also a dad. And um, I think that that just adds another level to um, being able to relate to other male mill spouses out there who are at home with their kids. Um, my my boss, as a matter of fact, uh, she's in the Navy and he's a mill, he's a mill spouse and they've got um, three girls. And they range in age from, I think, 13 to 3. And he's wow. a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. and um, he, it's just... he has a much harder time of it than I do. I, I, <laughs> I, have, a, I have a six-month-old. He's got a 13-year-old girl. And <laughs> it's, uh, it, it really is different being being a father and being... Uh, a military spouse being the one who stays at home um, it's it's a unique experience but i think it's becoming more common especially oh, yeah. with with my generation you know it's just people don't look at you cross-eyed when you tell them that you're a stay-at-home dad anymore mm-hmm. oh no not at all it's, it's becoming way more common and uh i think it's great and i it gives me um it gives me something that I can can write about and talk to people about, and if I can help somebody out by relating my experiences, then that's just terrific. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I had a couple of questions for you that are okay. coming through on the chat room, and plus I had one that was emailed. Um, one, the emailed one was, "How do you feel the service has responded to the needs of the male spouse?" Like well, I don't know what is your what is your wife is she is she Army Navy? She's Navy. Um, she's Navy. Okay. She's an officer in the Navy, and uh, so far, as far as my, as far as how I've found the support, uh, it's been great. Every every spouses club that I've interacted with has been very receptive to having. Uh, a male spouse come on board, and I—I I don't know if I quite expected that. I—I I thought maybe um, 
they wouldn't be quite as welcoming to to me uh, as they as they were. And everybody is different, but my experience so far has been really good. They've always welcomed me at every one of the functions. They've tried to um, keep them sort of gender neutral. You know, there haven't been any flower arranging classes or anything like that. <laughs> that's encouraging. Yeah, that was one of the questions in the chat room. Does Do you participate in your family support group functions? I do like, whenever I can. Um, like right now we're on we're on shore duty. You're on so, shore, okay. Um I haven't been uh, part of of a spouse's club. But when we're when when Danielle's on a ship, I absolutely do. I, I take mm-hmm. advantage of, of every opportunity. Because they really are it's the best way to, to get the information you need. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the best way to meet people who've gone through the same stuff you're going through. It was especially helpful when I was new to this way of life. Mm-hmm, definitely. Does, um, do you think that when your wife is on deployments that you tend to find that you're more inspired to write? Is, it, is writing a way that you can, um, I don't know, get through deployments, or has writing just always been a part of your life, and it doesn't matter whether um, your spouse is deployed or not, you feel inspired the same, or how do, well, how do you feel? I, I tend to write more when mm-hmm. Danielle is deployed. Um, and in fact, it was kind of uh, it was kind of a saving grace that I had a, a writing project, the, one of the recent deployments, because I had picked up some bad habits. You know, I I started smoking and I was, <laughs> I was drinking too much. You know, and anytime I think anytime you're, you're mm-hmm. drinking, and, I mean alcohol, uh, to cope with things it's it's not a healthy way to cope mm-hmm. and uh you know i i realized that i was not going down the the best path mm-hmm. um and fortunately i had a i had a long writing project that i was working on i'm still working on i'm writing a novel um but you know i would get done with work in the afternoons and this was obviously this was before uh, sean was born um, and I would go to a cafe, and I would sit at a cafe for, you know, sometimes three or four hours at a stretch, and I would write. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I did with all that spare time, because that's the worst. If, if you don't have kids and your spouse is gone, and maybe you're new to an area so you don't have too many friends, what do you right. do with all that time? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah. It's too much so, time to think. You know. <laughs> it is. It's, it's too much time to think, and you can only play so many video games and watch so many movies. So That's writing is, is definitely a, a way for me to cope. Um, it's a way for me to, to fill the time and and be constructive. It's just a great outlet. Yeah. Definitely. I have to agree with you because that's my, my outlet as, is writing. It's been that way since I was a child. So I can definitely relate relate to that, you know, and it's so true and um just a something that's a little off subject but it just made me think, you know, you were saying, you know, so many of us, you know, we do when our we have a spouse deployed, we look for things to fill that time, that space, you know, and it's so important for 
spouses, um, new and experienced spouses, to know that, you know, um, there are better ways that we can spend that time, you know, and, and if you feel like, like you said, you kind of just, you know, you you picked up on, you know, I, I think I'm coping, I'm coping the wrong way, you know, I've got to, I've got to reroute how I handle things and how I cope, you know, and it's so important that people keep that in mind and, and know that, you know, there, there, there are better ways to handle stress and handle, and, and that's what our support groups are for, and, and, um, you know, if a support group isn't for you, you know, try writing or um, something else, another hobby that you enjoy doing. It's so important to fill that time with um, positive things. So thanks for sharing that part of your life with us, Thomas. <laughs> Appreciate oh, you're, that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Definitely. So on, on a kind of a, a I don't know, a, a more lighter note, what are three things that no one knows about you, like surprising facts? What do you think that people might be surprised to know about you. Okay, well... Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> putting me on the spot. The first, first one that comes to mind uh, is that I spent a year uh, studying at the seminary in St. Louis. Um, oh, wow. Oh, interesting. I was preparing to become a Lutheran pastor. And uh, I didn't... I didn't finish for a number of reasons, but the biggest reason was that uh, Danielle and I had, we got married about halfway through that first year, and uh, she was already uh, committed to the Navy at that point. And the seminary was in St. Louis, and she was headed to the East Coast, and um, everybody concerned, Danielle, myself, um, the dean at the seminary, everybody thought it was a really bad idea for us to try and uh, stay married and be that mm-hmm. far apart. So, right. um, you know, so I, I left after my first year and uh, moved with, with Danielle out, out east. And that's something that uh, still kind of is in the back of my mind. Someday I may go back. I, I don't know at this point. Uh-huh. But that's probably the first thing that that would be a surprise to people. Um, gosh, something else <laughs> surprising. I got into a lot of fist fights when I was a kid. <laughs> that usually that usually surprises people. <laughs> you seem uh, like kind of a calm, laid back guy. Would would never think that. <laughs> Just from I, talking well, I, to you. <laughs> I am now, and it, it was it was a result. That, as I mentioned earlier, we moved a lot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and for for boys, you know, when you're in that type of situation, there's always somebody who thinks, "Oh, look, the new kid. I'm going to go see what he's made out of." Mm. And you know, it, it's just unavoidable. You can do one of two things: you can run away, or you can stay and fight. And I always stayed and fought. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Say, I won't put you on the spot. You don't have to. You don't have to um, answer any more questions on that. Those are both great, actually. I won't keep you on that. Uh, I, one thing I know we'd love to talk to you about is your magazine article, in the Military Spouse magazine. Um, looking at the July article um, on page 22. Yeah. Wendy, did you have some questions? Um, yeah, that's you know basically you know when I when I there's Milstoss has so many great articles in this past issue. I I just have to say, there's like something for everybody. 
And for those people listening who do not have a copy of the latest Milstoss magazine, if you're Navy, you can go to your Fleet and Family Support Center, and the publisher is kind enough to ship like free issues to every Fleet and Family office. So if you go in there, chances are they have a copy for you, and you can check it out for free. And then you can subscribe at millspouse.com. Uh, to the to the magazine, but you know in this issue there's a your article is called "Stop the Chaos," mm-hmm. and you know basically the theme of the article is about you know making your house your home the most comfortable place you know, and there's a couple of key points I want to give too much away because I want people to go out and read it, but um, the two things that caught my eye were you know you talk about Fly Lady Marla Siley and we love Fly Lady here. And for those people who don't know who Fly Lady is, uh, maybe you could give a little mini intro to sure. her and 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 what she's about and and how maybe if people are feeling overwhelmed and their house is kind of cluttered and a mess, how how she helps with that. Well, the the way it was introduced to me was uh, through a friend of mine at the church I went to during the first deployment that I experienced. And uh, I commented to someone that, you know, my house was just trashed. And, I mean, you can imagine I was, what, 22, 23 years old, living alone and, you know, alone all the time. So (laughs) the motivation to clean up anything just isn't there. Um, Right. And so it was. It had gotten pretty bad. And a woman that I that I knew, who was also a military spouse, her husband was a retired chief, told me about the fly lady, and she told me about chaos. And chaos can be the way the fly lady uses it is an acronym that stands for can't have anyone over syndrome. <laughs> and it's and so that, funny. And it's, yeah. It's so funny because it's so perfect and descriptive, yeah. and it really stuck in my in my mind. And I, at the time, I I shouldn't say this, but I will. I totally ignored her advice. I didn't check out the website. I continued to live like an absolute pig for months. <laughs> and but th- that that idea just kind of lodged in the back of my mind. So then. Mm-hmm. Years later, uh, I was thinking about it once again, and I thought, okay, you know, I'm I'm going to give this a try. I want to I want to see how this works. And you sign up, and uh, their their service uh, sends you emails throughout the day, kind of giving you tips and pointers about how to maintain a clean house. That's the key. It's it's, it's all about maintenance. It's not about um, doing a kind of a Tasmanian devil routine through your house on Saturday (laughs) every week or once a month um, and just wearing yourself out. It's about taking a little time every single day and addressing these, these issues. And that's, that's the best approach, I think, especially if you're like me and you easily get overwhelmed if a project seems too big. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So it, it I I signed up for the uh for the service 
And initially, I, I really wasn't sure how how I was going to be able to use it. I didn't know if it would work for me. Mm-hmm. And um, sure enough, you know, the, the emails started kind of piling into my inbox. And the yes, only... they're really good at the in, at the email reminders. <laughs> well, they, they're, yeah, they they come with uh, with frequency, and you, you know, depending on your personality type, uh, that can either be a, a blessing or a curse. And um, unfortunately for me, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a neat freak when it comes to my email, and. So I, I hate having things pile up in there, and uh, the the service, in the end, it turned out to be a, a little bit too much for me. You know, I one day I got like 18 emails, and I just thought, that's it, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but I will say that um, the one the one thing I took away from it is just that uh, that bit of wisdom that says do these small jobs throughout the day. If you notice that um, something needs to be put away or cleaned up and it's only going to take you five minutes, just do it. You know, Don't mm-hmm. let it sit there and pile up uh, and, and turn into a much bigger mess. Right. Right. So. so true. Do you have any more questions, Wendy? Well, um, I wanted to let everybody know also where they can find you, Tom. And um, I gave out your website in the, the chat room, but it's Thomas, right? It's, Tom, it's not Tom. It's thomaslitchford.com yep. is your page. And, it, and it's thomas, L-I-T-C-H-F-O-R-D.com. It's sort of just like it sounds to me, mm-hmm. pretty easy to yeah, spell. It's one of those uh, funny last names that it really is spelled just like it sounds, but a lot of people misspell it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where you can find Tom and his writing, and he also, of course, writes over at the Mill Spouse blog and the Military Spouse magazine blog, and that address is millspouse.com. You just could click on blog, and you can read more of his writing there. And, of course, he contributes every month to Military Spouse magazine, and, um, you know, we didn't talk about the whole, whole article, so we gave you some reason, you know, our listeners a reason to go and pick it up and read it. And um, and just, you know, thoughts on making your home the most comfortable place to be. It's kind of the theme of, theme of the article. So, well, Tom, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your night and away from your family and your baby to come on and chat with us. Well, no, we really enjoyed it. It was my pleasure. Uh, the baby's asleep, so that's that's quite all right. And, uh, <laughs> this is the time of this is the time of day when I am able to get some some things done, and uh, I was really happy to be able to spend the time with you on your show. Well, we're going to post your links over on the blog so people can get there, and um, I I hope that um, you know we can reach more male military spouses. And to give them a place to feel like there's someone else going through the same experience they are, and to give them, you know, a, an avenue to ask questions and just to peek into someone else's life that's actually, you know, similar to them. Thanks so much, yep. Tom. We appreciate it. You're very welcome, and, and thank you.
All right, Tom, take take care, and you can come back anytime. So if you've got something new that's going on, just email me, and we'd love to have you back on. All right, outstanding. Okay, take care. All right, thanks again. All right, good night. Good night. <laughs> that was Thomas Litchford, everybody. He writes over at thomaslitchford.com. He's a male military spouse, and we are so excited to have him with us. And um, you can find him also over at the Millspouse blog at millspouse.com. So how cool is that? I know. That was great. He's so candid and so open. That's wonderful. It's great to hear from him. I know. We um, And it's so funny. We got that question today just about that. You know, do you have to be a female to be a Navy wife? Or what was that, you know, the, the terminology or something like that? Yes. Yep. You said you it. Know. You have to be a female to be a Navy wife. And no, that's not true. That's not true at all. Um, you know, I want to just kind of recap. We have a few minutes left in our show. Um, I, we did a lot tonight. We talked about space age travel, and we talked about, um, you know, what it means to be a military spouse. Got Tom's input on that. And we gave out some great information. I wanted to uh, let everybody know that Coming up on the show, we're gonna have, we're hopefully gonna have the person from BuildAsign.com, which will be mm-hmm. cool. We'll have that okay. coming in the future. We're gonna have Nikki Fitness coming on the show. We're oh, that'll about, be great. Yeah, she she did a fitness <laughs> video specifically for military spouses, so that's coming up on the show. Um, AskTheChief.com, their radio show is in pre-production right now, and they're gonna be talking about the latest Instinct phone that's supposed to be the iPhone killer. Ooh. I know, they're going to talk about gadgets and cigars and stuff like that. So the first gadget they're going to talk about is the Instinct phone. So that's coming soon. You can check out AskTheChief.com for um, showtimes, when that's going to launch. Um, let's see, what else can I tell everybody? Oh, here's something. Um, if you ha- are part of your family support group and mm-hmm. you're, you're an ombudsman, and you're wondering, you know, um, a little bit more about Navy Wife Radio, and you want to promote it, but you're not sure how your command will feel about it. Um, our podcast is listed as a resource on MilitaryOneSource.com under podcasts. So we would love for you to help us spread the word and tell all of your friends, all your fellow spouses at your FRG meetings, um, whether you're an Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Air Force. Um, you can feel confident in recommending our show as a as a resource for deployment help. We're listed on Military One Source, so we're very proud of that, and we keep our content um, informative, fun, laid back. <laughs> yeah, but we're here to support. So that's one of the things that we're really proud of. Um, well, let's see. What else do you have, Jessica? I don't know. Talking? I was just uh, thinking about. Um, I know we had. Um, just looking at the blog and everything, it was just really inspiring to see so many people writing this past week. Oh, I know. Wasn't that great? Yes. I know. There were a lot of great posts and a lot of people just being, um, I don't know, for me it was um, a lot of people were very inspirational and just really opened up, especially, I don't know, maybe um, our show last week with the bloggers was kind of an icebreaker for everybody to just kind of feel at home and kick their shoes off, and I've just noticed that there's been a lot more. Um, openness on our blog, and it's just great to see people uh, relating um, even more so, you know, to our experiences as military spouses. So I thought that was great, especially the um, 
one written about being transparent. You know what I'm talking about? I, yes, I do. And, you know, who knew when I made that little comment when we were interviewing folks last week that they would just take it and run with it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> so if you're listening to us, you got to check it out. It's mymilitarylife.wordpress.com. The link's over also on our blog or on our Navy Wife Radio website. Um, you know, just looking at the And Katie, who we haven't heard from in a while, she just posted some fabulous pictures of her little boy. And um, he still looks like he needs to be in the J.C. Penney catalog. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, cute. <laughs> so, you know, if you're looking for a great blog to read and put in your favorites, um, please check ours out, and we'd be honored if you'd read a few posts, leave us a comment, and tell us what you think. If you have a story that you want to submit, you can do that too. Um, our latest topics are space aid travel and um, what you're doing on the, during the summer. So feel free to send us a post. Uh, we have Jessica and I have, I think like probably, I know I have three books to review. I think you have one to review. Mm-hmm. Um, we've asked for some help with some bloggers and Leanne, oh no, Jen, Jen uh, is going to review a book and Megan has offered to also review a book. So you're going to be great. in the future. We're going to be um, having some authors on talking about their their books and. Um, so if if you've got a book that you you know that if you that you've written it's for the military community and you want us to check it out and read it by all means contact us we're happy to to help you promote what you're working on uh, did you get your book not say. yet not yet okay no? I got mine just the other day oh great oh good the one um, like something from PCS from the military to the corporate world Fort Living Room or something. Uh-huh. Book that I just got in the mail, so I'm anxious to check check it out, and uh, so you guys can look forward to that coming in the future. Uh, let's see. If you haven't signed up for an e-newsletter, when you go to our blog, click on news, and you can sign up right there. E-newsletter is where you click. You can give us your email address, and what we'll do is we will email you uh, our latest show schedule and latest guests. That will be on the show. Yep. So sign up there at mymilitarylife.wordpress.com or at navywiferadio.com and just click on the e-newsletter link. So I want to say thanks to everybody who's in the chat room. Uh, they're having a good time in there. Thank you. I all know for there's so many. Us. There's so many chatters in there today too. Lots of people. I've been having fun. Sorry if I get quiet sometimes. I'm like sitting there and writing back and forth and talking on the radio and I'm one of those people I guess you can't do two things at one time got to keep my focus all in one thing I know <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to um I wanted to give a website out for the space a travel of space a.info space a.info and we will post it on our blog um we want to say thank you so much to Julie Negron who came on the show today oh I know but she is the creator of Jenny's spouse now that she's back I'm sure that She's going to be posting some new cartoons, so we can't wait to see what you have for us, Julie. Um, you can find her at JennySpouse.com. That's JennySpouse.com. And uh, we'll post some of her tips over there on the blog, you know, like keep your paperwork in order, travel light, uh, make sure you have enough money so you, if you get stuck, especially if you have kids, <laughs> you can have some options. And, yeah, keep, make sure you've got money in the bank to cover that, so... We'll cover Space A more. We'll do more um, in the future. So 
thank you to her. Thank you to Tom, who came on the show. Um, like we said before, it's thomaslidgeford.com. It's spelt just like it sounds. And you can find him over at Millspouse Magazine and their blog, millspouse.com. Um, we hope that today's show inspired you to make your home your favorite place. I mean, really, we were talking about, you know, fighting clutter and fighting, uh, keeping track of everything and balance. And so flylady.net is the website that, where you can find out more about getting reminders, um, getting some inspirational emails, or even just, you know, reading about the Fly Lady system. You know, she believes you can clean anything in about 15 minutes. Everything from, you know, each zone in your house to swishing and swiping your toilet to shining your sink, all those neat things, and that's flylady.net. And, uh, you know, our house, it should be the most comfortable place that we know. That, that mm-hmm. should be what we strive for. I agree. So, uh, for sure. So clutter to cozy is kind of what I had written down here. So <laughs> I know it's, it's all we can, we can encourage all of, you know, each one of us, we can encourage each other so that way our house is the most comfortable place that we know, whether our spouse is home or deployed. It's a safe haven and a place that we want to come home to and a place that we want to hang out in. Yep, and don't forget to visit Jan Westner's blog. Um, it's called Standing By, and um, for the live viewing and chat party with um, Army Wife show that comes on on Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, that's on Lifetime, and her address is blogs.tampabay.com/standingby. That's blogs.tampabay.com/standingby, and that's for the um, Army Wife chat party. Very cool. All right, Jessica, thanks so much. I hope you had fun. I did. Thank you, Wendy. It was a I great had time. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, to listening for listening to the show tonight. Um, we want to remind you, if you have a topic or a guest you'd like discussed on Navy Wife Radio, you can email us at Wendy at Navy Wife Radio or Jessica at Navy Wife Radio. Send us your comments. We love to get those, too. Um, today's show was sponsored by AskTheChief.com, helping sailors by answering their questions since 2002 coming soon to Military Life Radio. Our disclaimer is we're not part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy, or Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and do not reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the authors. Should you require professional counseling, please seek a qualified professional. You've been listening to Navy Wife Radio. You can visit us online at NavyWifeRadio.com for archive shows, showtimes, and and upcoming guest information. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody.